0: It's the Ringer Gambling Show, presented by FanDuel. The road to the NBA Finals starts now, and Fandle is the best place to get in on the action. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Quick Bets, which are back and better than ever for the NBA playoffs on FanDuel. Find what you're looking for faster and easier with more props right at your fingertips. You can check out live bets like 3-Minute Markets and exclusive live bets like quarter player props, player assist combos, and more. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus, 18 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 100 Gambler. Visit rg-help.com.
1: This episode is brought to you by cars.com.
0: let roll, baby. Welcome in. It is a Thursday edition of East Coast Bias, the Triple Threat. Ready to roll. Let's welcome in Raheem Palmer. Joe Haas, Yours truly, J.J. J. John Jastrzemski. We will get you covered for week four across the board in the NFL. We'll have some thoughts on the big showdown up in western New York between the Buffalo Bills and the Miami Dolphins. We got a lot of games to handicap. We have a lot of games to dive into But, fellas, we have to start the proceedings in the association as Dame Lillard has found himself a new home. It is not the new home that was rumored. He will not be hanging with Jimmy Butler and Tua and and Pat Riley and DJ Khaled and John Jastrzemski next week down in South Florida. Instead, Dame Lillard, a part of a three-team trade where he finds his way To Milwaukee. Milwaukee says goodbye to Drew Holiday. Now you look, the Milwaukee Bucks title favorites after making this move. House, there is a lot to unpack here. There is a lot to chew on. Let's get the initial take, the initial reaction. Giannis gets a new playing partner. Giannis now with Dame Lillard. How do we feel about that?
1: My very first reaction is I'm so happy to be here again with you boys talking the association. I mean... It's really the comfort zone, right? All those hours we log during the playoffs and the finals, the association is back right on time. I'm, I'm so ready to, to just dive right in. And I have to say congratulations to the Milwaukee Bucks. Awesome, awesome job. You have a guy that comes along for a franchise like that once every 50 years if they're lucky. And they recognize it. And they say, look, man, our only chance is to keep this dude here, and it's by any means necessary. There is nobody that's not expendable. And by the way, it happens to be the dude that led the NBA in pick and roll, that can shoot from 40 feet out. That's an absolutely perfect complement to, to, the, to, the, to the freak asset. And I can't wait to see how much room the freak has to roam with Dame on the floor. I mean, I'm just very, very excited for the Bucks and for what it means in terms of the East Dream. How are you feeling? I
2: feel great about this, trade, And one of the reasons why is because when you look at the Milwaukee Bucks during the Mike Bootenhoser era, this team has struggled to score during the postseason. I've said it time and time again. This team has never had A top five offensive rating in the postseason. You go all the way back to 2018, 2019, they were fifth. That was their highest offensive rating in the Mike Boozer era in the postseason. You go after that, in 2020, they were eighth. In 2021, they were 11th. In 2022, they were 14th. And in 2023, they were seventh. This team could not score in the postseason. And I've been saying it time and time again. You look at the fact that Shaquille O'Neal, who did he have with him on the perimeter? He had Penny Hardaway. He had Kobe Bryant. He had Dwayne Wade. Look at Nikola Jokic. He had Jamal Murray. You look at Joel Embiid. James Harden unlocked a different version of Joel M- Embiid. Joel so you need a perimeter score, a guy who can break down that defense and get his own shot in the postseason. Giannis has never had that. So I'm happy that he finally does. And I think the offense will significantly improve.
0: I don't think there's any question, Raheem. And look, I applaud the Milwaukee Bucks because you know what they realized? They realized the heightened sense of urgency with their franchise player. Yes, they won a title a few years ago against the Phoenix Suns where Giannis was superhuman in the paint and Drew Holiday gave him big minutes and Chris Middleton gave him big minutes. But they are also a team that has fizzled out each of the last two years in the postseason. I know Miami is a bunch of cockroaches and they made it all the way to the NBA finals. They still lost to an eight seed. So when you're hearing the rumblings of, Oh, we need to see something different or or otherwise I'm going to have to think about my future. If I'm Giannis. And if I'm thinking about whether or not I want to be in Milwaukee long term, the idea of getting the offensive machine, that is Dame Lillard. Yes. You're sacrificing a little bit on defense, I understand how terrific a perimeter defender Drew Holiday may be, but they needed the influx. They needed the offensive infusion. And therefore, you can't fault the Milwaukee Bucks at all for making this sort of trade. And listen, as far as I'm concerned, I know with these new pairings and these new teams, this this chemistry issues, and there always are going to be questions and whether or not is it going to work out immediately right out of the gate. Raheem, seeing the market move the way that it moved here after this trade, I think it's justified with Giannis being the super freak that he is, adding Dame Lillard, throwing in how tough it is for anybody for that matter to repeat. I'm okay with the idea of Milwaukee now on FanDuel being title favorites. you agree with that?
2: I am. I think it's a two-team race. Now, personally, I think Boston is the best team in the East. When I look at this Milwaukee Bucks team, they are kind of old and kind of thin. Chris Middleton didn't look like the same guy last year. I mean, but you got Dame Lillard. You got Giannis Antetokounmpo. That, that pick and roll is going to be scary. And this is the best player that Dame Lillard has played with throughout the, his career. So it's going to be interesting to see how this team looks. I think offensively, they're going to be a problem. I think defensively, that's where I'm a little bit scared. Now, when you speak on the odds, i have remiss to mention this because everybody expected the Miami Heat, to get Damian Lillard. Well, they didn't get Damian Lillard. And I think there's some value out there on the board. If you look at the Southeast Division, the Miami Heat are now minus 185 to win the division. I don't think they're the best team in that division. If you ask me, there's some value on the Atlanta Hawks plus 230 to win the division really? right now. Wow, FanDuel okay. Right now. Okay. I know House fills me on this. Quinn Snyder. One of the best coaches in the NBA. He has a full season. He has a training camp with the Atlanta Hawks. You see how the Atlanta Hawks were able to push that Boston Celtics team. And he didn't have a full season. He didn't have a full training camp. This is their year to win a division. The Miami Heat, they were at AFC last year. I think they take a step back. And the Atlanta Hawks win that division. You go grab that right now. Plus 230 at FanDuel.
1: Yeah, Dream knows how I feel about Quinn Snyder and the ability uh, of, of his particular vision with those young guards to get them to, to work together. But he needs the runway, and I, we're, we're going to have it. And as much as anything, you know, where are the heat? There, I do see some speculation out there that they are in the, the running to land Drew Holiday, and it, it's essentially the same deal that they had on the table to Portland for, for Dame, and i guess the logic is uh you know it w- it was it wasn't enough for dame but it might be enough for drew um but to me that's the best hope that Miami has this upcoming season they were decimated in the off season you, th- this summer with with the guys that they had lost those guys those role players played finals minutes nba finals minutes that's not a replaceable uh uh element so I was looking for ways to fade the heat. I love the heat under forty-eight and a half. That's on FanDuel right now. You can bet that uh win total under. And, you know, uh reminder, they were three minutes away from getting knocked out of the play in. They were about to be out of the playoffs. That number, I think, on FanDuel right now and make miss the playoffs for Miami is in the like the plus five hundred range for them to miss the playoffs. Take a look. Take a gander. See what kind of number you can get. Get on that FanDuel Wizenator and try and cook something up. Is there some opportunities to make some money here as a result of this this trade?
0: Listen, I'm on board with Atlanta. You know when we do our over-unders for win totals, I'm probably going to end up betting them as an over. I think the Quinn Snyder effect is real and it's spectacular. I'm just going to tell the two of you, be very careful. And maybe not in the regular season, but be be careful now in digging the grave of the Miami Heat after what we've seen in the postseason each of these last couple of years. House, the odds as we speak for the NBA title, Milwaukee the favorite at plus 360, Boston at plus 490, Denver at plus 500. Now, we didn't mention the element of the three-team trade with DeAndre Aiden getting shipped off, and Nurkic coming to Phoenix, who maybe fits that team a little bit better. He could stretch the floor and whatnot. Phoenix is at plus six hundred. Lakers fourteen to one. Warriors sixteen to one. Anything that stands out to you there? At the top of that, NBA odds board on Fanduel.
1: Well, I know for sure I have no interest whatsoever in Phoenix, and they got you know to to my way of thinking, ten cents on the dollar for what they got in return. For Ayton. I don't, you know, I'm trying to think of another team that's had this amount of buyers remorse. Like you barely a year in. They they signed Ayton to the offer sheet. The, you know, the Pacers put an offer sheet out there and they they like held their nose and and gave him the extension. Then it seems like they immediately regretted it. They didn't get any traction whatsoever in, you know, his, his development. This most recent season, the whole franchise is going through upheaval. With a new owner and all of the assets that they they pulled in, you know, good job by them with Durant and with Bradley Beal, but you, you can't figure out a way to get a young center who's a twenty and ten guy to work. And and they had a new coach; it's Frank Vogel. He's had some experience with some big guys, like they just couldn't figure it out. They had to start from scratch. Nurkic is nothing; he's a nobody. He's twenty nine years old and ha- he can't play fifty five games. That's nothing. That's not an asset. That's no return. The only element of, of return for the Suns there is Nas Little. And maybe that's deliberate for for the Suns. Maybe, you know, it, it definitely saves them a ton of money going forward. And maybe this was an economic decision for them, but it doesn't help their prospects at all. I will be monitoring, fellas, the LA Lakers and the Golden State Warriors going forward, especially those double digit again. numbers like that. Yeah, I'm Here back, go again.
0: <laughs> I like the... Out of those two, I like the Lakers more so than Golden State for what it's worth, but just throwing that out there.
2: Yeah, like, it is interesting from the Suns' perspective. I, I just... It is pretty sad that they couldn't, like, do anything with Aiden. I just think maybe that he was just such a locker room presence that people just didn't like him, that they felt like they had to get rid of him, but... With Monty Williams going, I wish they could have found something, some kind of way to making it work. I, I think the only pieces that might matter are Grayson Allen. Obviously you add another shooter to the team, but I mean, he could be pretty selfish and you don't want him taking shots from Kevin Durant and Devin Booker and Bradley Bill. So, um, it's going to be interesting how Frank Vogel puts this together. Their win total did get bet up. So um, I I thought that was interesting, even though I don't necessarily agree with it. So um, we'll see what happens from that perspective. The one thing I want to say is that I wouldn't be mad if the Blazers actually kept Drew Holiday around. I think he's a good veteran locker room presence. It wouldn't be the worst thing in the world if they kept him to the trade deadline and let a market build up. But it's pretty clear that Miami's not going to be the only guy in the market for Drew Holiday. I mean, it wouldn't be... It wouldn't surprise me if you saw the Philadelphia 76ers interested in him, um, the Chicago Bulls, because he's a guy who can add defense and veteran leadership to any team. Tell you right now, there's a team in New York
0: City where Drew Holiday would fit very, very nicely, putting him alongside a guy by the name of Jalen Brunson. You could sign me up right now for that backcourt pairing. I don't know how the Knicks would make that happen, but we did a dream as we are about, you know, three to four weeks away from the NBA season starting. And don't you worry, On East Coast Bias, we will have your win totals, the over-unders, all the stuff, all the goodies galore uh, over the next few weeks as we officially dial in to the start of basketball season. And just a little friendly reminder, the boys had one hell of an April and May and June cashing tickets left and right and having a ton of fun uh, along the way. So you want to stay tuned for that. When we come back, week four in the NFL and It's like my childhood all over again. Miami and Buffalo. It's not Kelly and Marino, but it's Tua and McDaniel and McDermott and Allen. And the fact that my team is playing the juiciest game of the week, yeah, it puts a smile on my face. We have a lot to get to. All that more the East Coast Buyers Boys coming right back. Get ready to start the NFL week off right, because right now all customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay For Thursday night football. Just plays a three-leg same-game parlay on this week's game between the Lions and Packers, and you'll get bonus bets back if you don't win. So the Lions, they're frisky. They won in Green Bay last year. I think they're better than the Packers. I'm taking the Lions to win, and you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take the Lions to win, and I'm going to take Ahmad St. Brown to score a touchdown. How do you like that for a little two-leg SGP for Thursday night? You can build your own or choose from one of the popular SGPs pre-built for you in FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. And FanDuel is now live in Kentucky. Download the app now and take advantage of their great special offers, boosts, and more. Visit FanDuel.com slash gamblers so you don't miss out on your chance to get a no-sweat same-game parlay on America's number one sportsbook. FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Refund issued is not withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Max refund $5 unless otherwise specified. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. All right, boys, as we now transition and turn the tables to week four in the NFL. Raheem, I know we were itching to get to this on our Monday show. And I had to silence you and House had to silence you because. We knew we had a Thursday podcast that we had to publish. And that's what the listening audience was waiting for. And, you know, I could be a little bit of a showman at times. That's what we call a tease in the television, in the podcast, in the radio business. I don't know if teases exist in podcast land. Well, guess what? They exist now because I'm bringing them to the table. Anyway, we have Miami and Buffalo. The Dolphins have been incredible. 3-0 to start the year. They dropped 70 on the Denver Broncos. Buffalo, very impressive last week. They Stomped out House's commanders. They are 2-1 and after losing that Monday night game. And we know history on the side of the Bills in this Dolphin-Bill rivalry. Miami has not won in Buffalo going all the way back to 2016. So Raheem, Bills-Dolphins, I knew which way you were leaning. I know you want to break my heart. Has your confidence increased or decreased since our
2: last uh, conversation? It's actually increased. And the reason why it's increased is because the market actually moved with me. So if you notice, on Sunday night, Monday morning, this line was Buffalo minus two and a half. I gave it out on Monday morning. We're now sitting at three, which is a key number in the NFL. We all know that tends to land 17, 18% of the time. Now, I mean, that may not be significant for many, but that half point means a lot. And I'm going to ask you guys a question. What is the worst unit between these, four, between these two teams? On both of these teams? What's the worst unit?
0: We're not counting the special teams, correct? Yes. We're not. Okay. It would be Miami's defense.
2: By far. And that's the reason why I like the Buffalo Bills in this matchup. I think the Buffalo Bills are going to be able to score on this Miami Dolphins defense. I mean, you look at the fact that they gave up 34 points to the Chargers, and the Patriots are right there. And if you look at the look ahead line on this game, Before the season, this line was Buffalo Bills minus three and a half. So you're not only getting the the key number of three, but you were getting the hook as well. This thing opened back up at two and a half. And you said it. Miami hasn't beaten Buffalo in years. So you you give me the fact that Buffalo, they've only lost four games out of their last 21 games. And they're taking on a Miami Dolphins team, which is one by 50. And we all know. The public is going to be all over Miami. This this smells like a public dog. So I think Buffalo is going to be able to score on that Miami team. I'm taking, I'm taking the Bills here.
1: So Dream makes an awesome, awesome observation. But I think I'm going to stay away from this game. I don't think I want to have anything on it because I just want to root for, for uh, an exciting game. And the last couple times the Bills – and the Miami Dolphins have played. They've been tremendous games. Here's the thing that gives me pause about jumping in on the Bills. While their defense has quietly been very good, look at the quarterbacks that they've had the opportunity to go against. They got a whole game of Zach Wilson. They got a, a, a Jimmy G doing Jimmy G things when Jimmy G's on the road. And, and, and they got... um Sam Howe, my guy, who, who's absolutely in the, in the bottom of the bottom in terms of quarterback performance under pressure. Congratulations to the Bills' defense for bringing that pressure and for putting those guys in uncomfortable positions. But the step-up in class is so radical, and, and the radical Mike McDaniel offense is just something that I don't think the Bills – you know, you, you you can't experience it when you watch it on TV. So I just don't want to have any exposure to this game, fellas. I'll let you guys sort of duke it out. And I just want to sit back and watch because I, I think it's fascinating. I do think on the defensive side for the Dolphins, whether or not Jalen Phillips plays is a huge um, element to this.
0: Oh, no question, because he was all over the field in a game they played in December last year. And he and Zach Sealer had terrific games going back to that wild card playoff matchup in which Skyler Thompson almost won outright against Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills. And Raheem, from a numbers perspective, I totally get what you're doing here. It makes perfect Mm -hmm. sense. You're getting good value on Buffalo. The history is clearly on Buffalo's side. And Miami has become, in many ways, that sort of trendy, popular team that a lot of folks are sort of galvanizing themselves behind. Here's what I do know about the Dolphins, though. They got a little chip on their shoulder going into this game. And maybe this is getting lost a little bit here. But this is a game that I know for certain, because unless you were living under a rock, unless you don't understand human nature, you lose to a team in the playoffs, you was a heartbreaker. The minute that NFL schedule comes out, what's the first game you have circled on that calendar? At Buffalo. And I think for the Dolphins, who are a good team, no matter what, assuming no injuries, of course. They go and win this game. They lose this game. They play a 10-point game, whatever the case may be. We're all going to think highly of Miami as we move forward this year. So losing in Buffalo, there's no shame in that. But I do think this game has a little extra sizzle for them. I really do. I I think they're going to be up for it. I think they're going to be ready for it. And to House's point, we know you can expose that Buffalo Bill defense with those safeties. They're slow. They're older safeties. They're beat up. You're seeing Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde on the injury list today. So take that into account. It's not my favorite play of the week. Here's how I'm playing it, guys. And I want to ask you this, Raheem. I think mm-hmm. Buffalo wins. They win comfortably. I don't think Buffalo wins a close game. I think Buffalo wins this game. It's the home field advantage. Allen's cooking. Plays a queen game. I think they win by seven plus points. I would play this as follows. Buffalo, alternate spread at minus six and a half, which is a little under two to one. Miami mm-hmm. and the money line is at plus 125. Now, you know which one I'm rooting for there. Clearly Miami, yeah. not the alternate spread with the Buffalo Bills. But Raheem, do you see value in playing Buffalo potentially that way?
2: I do like that. I, I, and I, I think it definitely has some value. I mean, when you look in, you said this week one, but well, I think you said it week two rather against the Raiders. Buffalo either wins by margin or they tend to lose. So, oh, they lose. That's why yeah. I wouldn't take three with Miami. I, I wouldn't even bother. If you like Miami this
0: week, play them on the money line. I don't think they lose a two- or three-point game. I really don't.
2: And then when you look at the total, it kind of lends itself to that, to that type of game script. Uh, this total is all the way up to 54. It opened at 53 and a half. And right now, when you look at the books, they can't make these Miami Dolphins totals high enough. So um, I'm wondering, what's your thoughts on the total before we, um, we switch gears? House, I kind of like the under in
0: this game. That's a lot of points. I, I know Miami's been this insane offense, and I know Josh Allen has had a lot of success against the Miami Dolphins, but you go back to a game last year they played House. I think it was in week three, Miami won, Buffalo ran out of time. It was one of those games where Buffalo moved the ball for like 450 or 500 yards of offense, and they were just stalling out. I mean, are we going to be surprised if we get a similar game script where you see both of these teams moving the ball well and then you know maybe these defenses buckle down in the red zone? I think the under. That's that. If I'm playing the total in this game, I like the under myself.
1: Yeah, I, I, I'm actually fine with that. And the games last year, you know, come in suggesting that this is uh You have to re- re- remember when um, these teams uh, come together, these divisional. Matchups like look that the, when they played the beginning of the year down in Miami, it was twenty one nineteen when they and, and that was a Miami win. Now there was a huge over in that um Saturday game, thirty-two twenty nine. And then, you know, in, in the uh in in the um postseason, it was also relatively high scoring. But I think for this first kind of matchup, I like a lower scoring um concept for, for a divisional kind of game.
0: All right, guys, from one divisional matchup to another, this one is without a doubt going to be one of my best bets of the week. I- I'm just telling you right now. So I'm not going to tell you who I'm on until you guys dissect the game. But you have Baltimore and Cleveland. Cleveland's defense looked dominant. Good call Raheem last week. He talked me out of betting Tennessee. I didn't have any money on Tennessee. Good decision because that defense humiliated and pounded Ryan Tannehill. Baltimore now comes in off a loss. House Ravens Browns. Fascinating game. Line moving with the Cleveland Browns. How we feel about this one?
1: Yeah, I feel like we are maybe one week or two weeks away from the market finally recognizing and realizing who this Cleveland Browns team is. I mean they they are absolute monsters. The only hesitation, the only question As it relates to the Browns in any way, shape, or form, is what kind of performance do they get out of Deshaun Watson? I'm playing the Browns until further notice when they're favored uh, by less than three and they're at home and the total is, you know, around 40, whatever. It's Browns, Browns, Browns for me. And I know the numbers for the Ravens 19, 3 and 1 against the spread. The Browns are one and seven against a spread after a win. You know, there's all kinds of numbers that you look at. This ain't your granddaddy's Browns. I'm here to tell you, it's a brand new Browns. Their defensive success rate was number one in week one, and it was number one in week two, and it was number one in week three. It's an unbelievable defense with a pass rush that, you know, the, the Ravens offensive line continues to be banged up. Indianapolis took advantage of it in Baltimore. And I just feel like we're not going to get the Browns at these low numbers much more often going forward. I don't know whether, whether Dream agrees with that or not, but I just feel like as people start to to get a flavor for what this Browns team is all about on defense, these opportunities are going to be gone.
2: Yeah, I agree with House. And I gave this one out on East Coast Bias on Monday. I gave it out on my Twitter page, I am Rastradamus. When you look at this Cleveland Browns defense, they are historically great. I mean, you're talking about a team that's first in yards per game, first in passing yards per game, first in points per game. They're only allowing 10.7 points per game, and they're not allowing red zone trips. Like, they've allowed two red zone trips in the first three games and haven't allowed (laughs) a touchdown on either of them. And then one of the red zone trips was because Elijah Moore fumbled inside of the red zone. And in Tennessee, they went minus nine yards on their three plays before kicking a field goal. So this Browns defense is unreal. Now, understand that this is a market. I gave it out at Browns minus one and a half. We're sitting at minus two and a half, minus three. And I think there's going to be appetite from the Sharps to take the, the Baltimore Ravens. When you look at these AFC North games, for whatever reason, they tend to be lower scoring games with the lower scoring margin. You're looking at three, three, four points. I mean, it's either either direction. So I think you're going to see sharp money on, to, on the Baltimore Ravens. One thing that you want to look at before you bet this game at this current number is the fact that the Baltimore Ravens, they might be getting some guys bet. Lim- Linderbaum, Stanley, and Williams were limited today in practice. So we don't know if those guys are playing. If they are, I think you may see the sharps go buy back at three. I don't see this getting to three and a half. I think it's gonna be in that that two and a half, three zone based on what happens with the Ravens injuries. But me personally, I like the I like the Browns at anything two and a half or better because I just think their defense is historically great. And I think Deshaun Watson is gonna to continue to improve as the season goes along.
0: Well, fellas, I've already bet the Browns. Now, Raheem, I didn't get it as good at one and a half. I feel really good still at two and a half. Now, We're seeing some threes in the market. Now, do you get buyback? Potentially, if Baltimore gets some short money and you get a couple of guys who come back on that offensive line, I just think Cleveland's defense is going to overwhelm the hell out of them. I I really do. I love what I've seen from the Browns' defense in each of the first three weeks. I I think Baltimore's offense is still trying to find themselves in their new offensive scheme. And I will gladly lay two and a half without hesitation on the Cleveland Browns.
2: Before we we move on, I think this is the perfect time to take Miles Garrett. I said this on the Rastodama show. Take Miles Garrett plus 380 to win Defensive Player of the Year because he's unreal right now. I don't know if you see some of the clips. I mean, he has multiple tight ends following him on every single play. So definitely take him to win Defensive Player of the Year because I think he's going to be the beneficiary um, of getting a reward for this great defense.
0: Well, and that's the thing. So Parsons might be the best defensive player in the sport. But if Dallas's defense looked the way that they did against Arizona last week and Cleveland's defense continues to perform and Miles Garrett is putting up those eye-popping, salivating type of numbers, plus 380, dream, I don't hate it. We got more games we got to get to for the week four slate. Um, There are some winless teams. There's a game that's literally as bad as can be, and I can't believe I might wager on it. That's telling. That's alarming. All right. We got a lot more week four to discuss when we come back. With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, Motion sounds something like this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of Motion. With over 200 patents and easy on, easy off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There
1: are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order
0: at kizik.com socks. All right, boys, before we get to some of these duds, I want to get to the last highlight to me of the one o'clock window house. Cincinnati and Tennessee. It's a fascinating game because Cincinnati won. Joe Burrow clearly did not look 100%. He gutted it out. He said it's something that he thinks he can manage throughout the course of this year. He thinks he's going to get better as this season progresses and moves along. And here we are, Cincinnati and Tennessee, who remember, played in the postseason a couple of years ago. Heartbreaking loss for the Tennessee Titans. Cincinnati now house is laying two and a half at Tennessee. We know the numbers for Vrabel as an underdog, even though they didn't cover last week. Vrabel covering as a home on the dog is probably that much better. I don't have the numbers in front of me. I just assume they got to be really, really good. Do we, Joe House, get back on the Tennessee Titan wagon getting points this week?
1: Not Joe House. Joe House is not doing it. I'm going to stay away from this game because I can't wager into a situation where the most important player in the form of Joe Burrow is playing injured and could leave the game at any moment. You saw how he moved around. His completion percentage is through through the through the floor. He just can't get any propulsive effort and Cincinnati's uh run offense is garbage. They were saved by the the brilliance, the absolutely uh you know mercurial talent of Jamar Chase. Like Chase, Chase save, saved that game for them. And it was against a Rams defense that I, I don't think anybody is going to be telling their grandkids about. So I can't step in into this. I don't trust. I don't want to have anything to do with Ryan Tannehill. I mean, he's going to continue to score out at the very bottom of every metric, both advanced and eye tests and regular you know, box score metric. He's just not capable of being an NFL quarterback. That's true of a handful of guys that are starters right now. So I just don't want to have anything to do with this game in terms of exposure. My inclination would be Cincinnati. I think they're superior on both sides of the ball, but I don't know what's going to happen with Burrow, so I'm not gambling on it.
2: Yeah, this is an ugly game. (laughs) And, like, house hit the nail on the head when it comes to Joe Burrow. This is a guy who's just not the same guy right now. When I was watching that game the other night, you're talking about, about a guy who had an average depth of target about three and a half yards. And, you know, House said that Jamar Chase saved them. I think what saved them was their defense and the fact that the Rams lost their left tackle midway through the game. I thought if the Rams didn't lose their left tackle and were able to just move up the field, I think they would have won that game and the Bengals would be 0-3 right now. So I don't want to wager on the Bengals. But I think the value is on the under. This is an ugly game. Neither one of these teams are going to be able to score. Um, there's a reason why the first half under is only 20 and a half. They're not giving you 21. They're only giving you 20 and a half. So they're not like you're not getting that full 21 points. So I would lean towards the under. This opened up at 42 and a half. I think it's down to 41 and a half. I think I would still play it because, I mean, we're seeing some struggling offenses in the league. And this has the makings of a game that's just uglier than a masterpiece sneaker as my guy Lloyd Banks always says.
0: <laughs> well, you ain't kidding, Raheem. The total in that game opened at forty-four and a half. Now it's sitting here at 41. So, Book's certainly expecting a gross matchup between the Cincinnati Bengals, who are not the prolific offense that they were a year ago, and the Tennessee Titans. Now, Raheem, you're cowboys. Ugh. You're cowboys. You're cowboys. Now, they lose to the Arizona Cardinals last week. As double-digit favorites, they now get Bill Belichick and company coming to town. The Patriots, I'm saying it, if they played any functional and any average backup, they win or they they lose to the Jets last week. That's how bad and that's how hapless and that's how embarrassing Zach Wilson was. Patriots, a one and two team. Dallas laying a touchdown. I think this has get right spot for the Cowboys written all over it, Raheem. That defense against the Patriots inept offense, I know it's Bill Belichick. I know it's laying seven points. I'm doing it. I think Dallas wins this game going away. I think your
2: boys bounce back. I hate this game. And I hate it with a passion. And the big reason why is because when you look at this Cowboys team, those offensive line injuries are melting up. Zach Norton didn't practice today. Tyron Smith didn't practice today. Tyler Biedes, didn't practice today. And you know what they say. When you have Cowboys signing guys to the practice squad, that's not a good thing. We just signed veteran center, Billy Price, to the practice squad today. So what does that tell you about the state of this offensive line? And if there's one thing that the Patriots and Bill Belichick have done well, they can play some defense. And I have a feeling that the Patriots are going to be in this game. And there is a reason why you saw this line. Go from seven and a, seven down to six and a half right now at FanDuel Sportsbook. So on the surface, this seems like a, a good get right spot for the Dallas Cowboys. But as long as we have those offensive line issues and you look at the Cowboys, we're struggling in the red zone. We get rid of Ezekiel Elliott. We get rid of Dalton Schultz. If you're struggling in the red zone, you're not going to be able to cover margin. So I'm staying away. Or this is a probably an under um looking at 43 and a half. So it's probably not a high scoring game.
1: Yeah, Dream just just stole my thunder with his last observation there. I think it's absolutely an under. The Patriots defense quietly underrated. I mean their performance this year um you know consistency wise ha- has been excellent. Their problem is on offense. We have two big dumb blunt objects barreling into each other. We have the inefficiency and 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 downright putrid performance of the Dallas Cowboys in the red zone, and on the other hand, we have Mac Jones and no talent whatsoever. Ramondae Stevenson has to be among the top five biggest disappointments of the of the entire NFL in terms of the forecasted performance and the what the Patriots wanted to do offensively. They have no talent at receiver to speak of and we keep watching it and Mac Jones is not comfortable and it's easy to make him uncomfortable. I haven't had a chance yet to listen to the Podfathers uh, pod that's up uh, from Wednesday when he had Mike Lombardi on. He asked Mike Lombardi to, to uh, tell him which soprano is Mac Jones. Don't ruin it for me. I know I'm going to love it. I know the is... answer
0: because I'm going <laughs> to see one party. By the way, you know I'm going to see one party at a wedding in a few weeks. Oh, we have a, uh, the best. W- oh, wow. So I, I was him. listening to that pod, so I had to text Mike uh, and let him know that he dropped an excellent, excellent reference that I can't even spoil right
1: now. <laughs> Come Don't on, spoil house. it. I want to listen. But that's not the gonna. point, right? Like the, this this New England offense is, is is terrible, and the Dallas Red Zone offense is terrible. So that means just play the under. <laughs> Let's stay away from the number. It is too many points just in, in, on principle for me. So I don't want to, uh, I, w- I wouldn't um, dabble on Dallas laying all those points. I might consider Dallas in a tease though. But really, the under feels like the play to me.
0: Dallas in a tease sounds incredibly, I'm not going to lie to y'all.
2: it wouldn't juicy. surprise me if New England won this game all right.
0: Wow, Raheem, you have done a 180 here on your Cowboys. From where we were about a week and a half ago to where we're at right now,
2: major. It, it, it's, it's more. It's more so about the injuries. And when you when you have that many injuries and you're facing a good defense and you can't score consistently in the red zone, it puts you in a bad spot. And look, the Patriots have the coaching advantage. I, I know Mac Jones is not very good, but if you have a game with a, a like a Not a lot of variance. I mean, you have a game with just low scoring. I I could just, I could see the Patriots sneaking away with this, and it wouldn't surprise me.
0: Guys, I have a quick question for you before we hit break. Can I tempt either one of you to go and bet Bears Broncos on Sunday? Any interest, Raheem, in Bears Broncos with the Denver Broncos? Let Let me let the listening audience know this. The same Broncos that gave up 70 to the Miami Dolphins last week are laying three and a half on the road in Chicago. Isn't that something?
2: So you can't get me to bet the side, but you may be able to get me to bet the total. This is a dead nuts over. Like, you just said it. The Broncos gave up 70 points last week. The Bears' defense isn't good at all. They're losing guys in the secondary. They're signing random guys to play corner off the practice squad. Neither one of these teams is going to be able to stop each other. The Bears just gave up 41 to the Chiefs. So, and there's one thing I will say is that when you look at this Bears team, they've been playing suboptimally. They haven't been giving Justin Fields a lot of design runs. Well, I think that's going to change this week because they know that they have to work towards their strength. They know that Justin Fields can't, can't throw the ball. So, I expect the Bears' offense to improve. So, to me, this is a good over. It says 46 and a half. You have two horrible teams with a total that high. That's telling you that this game is going to be a higher scoring game. So that's where I would lean. I'm not taking a side.
1: I'm in the same boat as Dream. I I do want to have something on this game just to say that I waded into these <laughs> treacherous waters. You know what I mean? And it'll make it more fun to have uh, to take a look at at the uh, you know the the collision that's occurring. Um, but I, I'm in the same boat. Two t- two franchises covered in 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 egg, right? Just just absolute uh train wreck performances thus far out of both franchises and on so many different levels. It's wonderful. I I mean, I, <laughs> I <laughs> forecasted the 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 Broncos to be semi decent this year and I'm in something where I'm I'm counting on them collecting some wins. I I don't I don't look at the the schedule and other than this game have any other wins uh cooked up for them and I well, honestly, I'll say this feel house, house.
0: they got the Bears this week and then they have Zach Wilson the following week. If you don't come out with at least one win, really if for for your wagering purposes, you probably need both. But if you don't get at least one house, you're in deep trouble, amigo.
2: Unfortunately JJ. he might not get one because the Jets just signed Trevor Simeon who might as well be like <laughs> he might as well be Dan Marino compared to Zach Wilson. So like, if Trevor – I mean, Zach Wilson doesn't play well this week. We know Trevor Simeon is starting next week. <laughs>
0: uh, I don't know about that. If you listen to Robert Sala, it's not all on Zach. It's not all on Zach, Raheem. Now, I agree with you. If he, Zach Wilson would never play for me ever again. I'd rather you go play quarterback. Literally, I would say, all right, Raheem, go get him. Put the chin strap on. Let's see if you can go make some things happen after what I saw from that abomination of a quarterback an abomination. There's another dud with the 0-3s. Raheem, explain this to me. Why is this Minnesota-Carolina line moving the way it's moving at this point in time?
2: Those of you know, the Carolina Panthers are already riddled with injuries on the defensive side of the ball. They already lost Shaq Thompson. They already lost Frank Luvu And they lost their best safety, Xavier Woods, to injury. We know if there's one thing that the Minnesota Vikings can do is they can pass the ball and they can score. So I expect the Minnesota Vikings to be able to score all over them. And then in addition, Bryce Young could be playing in this game and he's still raw and they they just don't have the offensive line. They don't have the weapons. So I expect the Minnesota Vikings to go out there and just dominate this team. Yeah, you
0: wonder if Bryce Young may be moving that line up in the direction of the Minnesota Vikings. Something to think about. Sorry, we got a Thursday night game to get to, and it's a good one. In the NFC North, Lions and Packers, we got thoughts coming up. Thursday Night Football. Good game. Looking forward to this one later on this evening. Detroit is a one and a half point favorite on the road against the Green Bay Packers. Both of these teams two and one. If you remember Detroit last year, knocked out Aaron Rodgers and knocked out the Packers out of the postseason. Sunday Night Football final game of
2: the year. Raheem, are you surprised? Detroit, a road favorite here in this spot. I'm not surprised because when you look at the Detroit Lions, they've, they've been one of the most trendy teams for a while. And we all know the Detroit Lions did knock them out of the postseason. But I think the biggest reason why they're role favorites in this spot, and I hate to keep bringing it up, but it's the injuries, the Green Bay Packers. I mean, look, Christian Watson, Aaron Jones, David Bakhtiari, Elton Jenkins, those guys have been banged up for quite some time. So if those, those guys are in the lineup, I'm all over the Packers here because my model loves the Packers. My model thinks that the Packers are the better team in this spot. So I'm still waiting on that injury news. But if those guys are healthy, I'm all over the Packers. But we all know the public loves the Detroit Lions. I don't.
0: House, how are we feeling?
1: Well, I, I'm with Dream, and my preference is is for Green Bay. But when I was doing some of the research here, you guys know the Lions are 10-0 and 0 against the spread in their last 10 NFC North Divisional Matchups and and just in in general, the 10 and 2 against the spread in their last 12 head to heads against Green Bay, three straight, outright, straight up wins. The Lions, that's not what my mind's eye sees or or expects, but the research, look, uh, they are in general, because of the good way that they ended last season, 11 and 2 against the spread in their last 13 games. The Jared Goff led. Lions, um, I, 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 you, you can't bet it until you know what's going to happen with the three uh, Packers. Those guys are absolutely crucial. Um, Dream mentioned it. And so it's a stay away for me until, you know, a- almost game time tonight when we see who comes out on the field and who's really going to try and give it a go.
0: Yeah, those injuries are key. Don't get me wrong, fellas. I think Detroit's better. I, I think Green Bay was very fortunate to win, simply put. On Sunday against the New Orleans Saints, they were down 17-0. New Orleans loses their starting quarterback. I think Detroit's better. I think this is a statement game for them. And I know the public loves them, but you know what? In this case, so do I. So I'm going to be on the Detroit Lions. Not messing with the one and a half. I will just take them straight out on the money line. That's my point for the evening. Uh, Raheem House, any thoughts on the total here? 46 as we speak. Dream.
2: Um, before we get to the total, I'm going to make my official play for this. I'm going to tease the Green Bay Packers, at least why they're one and a half, because I do think if those guys are announced, then you're going to see this line move. So I'm going to tease the Green Bay Packers okay. from plus one and a half to plus seven and a half. And I think I'm going to tease that with what's on the board. What's on the board? What's on the board? Um, I'm going to tease that with. You can
1: get the Eagles down to two, Dream. That's a leg, buddy. Cowboys? Words. You don't
0: want to take the Cowboys. Kansas yeah, City? You want to take <laughs>
1: Kansas City? No, I'm going to tease
2: that with the Indianapolis Colts. I like um, that. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to tease that with the Indianapolis Colts because I think the Rams are on a bad spot there. So that's going to be my two-team teaser. As far as the total, I think this is an over. Um, I, I'm not going to personally play it. I'm not crazy about it. But I, I just think, especially if those guys are ruled in, this is probably an over.
0: Very interesting that Raheem mentioned a certain team. When we come back and wrap up East Coast Bias here on FanDuel TV, House and I will drop a couple of best bets. Raheem will join in the proceedings because right now he's just locking in bets left and right. One of those teams Raheem mentioned, it's the apple of my eye for week four. That's coming up right after this. All right, boys, before we say goodbye, Raheem's little teaser leg led me into exactly what I am doing for best bets in week four. And full disclosure, this Indianapolis Colts team has been really good to me the last two weeks. I had them plus the points against the Baltimore Ravens. I had them in Houston a couple of weeks ago where they smoked the Houston Texans. I think it's a great opportunity to take the Colts as a pick You got the Rams on a short week. You got the Rams on the road again traveling to the East Coast. They have issues galore on their offensive line. And Indianapolis with Minshew at quarterback, Steichen, who is showing you early, he knows a thing or two. I've been impressed with what I've seen by the youngster, the new Indianapolis Colts head coach. I'm in on the Colts' house. That is my best bet of the week. I don't know if it's going to be a wising up on Ring of Wise guys because that Browns one is another one that's juicy to me. I like both. You really can't go wrong either way. But the Colts lock it in, baby, at Pickham, They're taking down the Los Angeles Rams.
1: I don't have any reason to, to argue against that. I thought I might uh, dabble on that, you know, come, come wise guys on Sunday. But if you're stealing the thunder now, maybe I'll figure out a way to work it in. I share your enthusiasm for Shane Steichen. Amazing job thus far. Uh, I am jumping in on a game that we already talked about. I mean, I absolutely love this Browns, this Cleveland Browns defense. And I think until further notice, anytime you can grab them at less than a field goal and the under, anytime their, their, their total is at 40 or above. And at FanDuel right now, it's over, it's at 40 and a half. And I'm getting the Browns just with the two and a half. I don't like where the Ravens are right now. They're in disarray. I keep waiting for that offense to get cooking and to to break out. We haven't seen it. We've seen pieces of it, but that was a very inconsistent performance against a Colts team that is not, you know, uh, it's a middle of the road defense and the Ravens at home, not, you know, coming correct. Now I know that the Ravens have the track record that they have, uh, inside the division and as an underdog, but I just feel like we are undervaluing the Browns. It's Browns, Browns, Browns all day for me, JJ. All right,
0: Raheem, quickly, best bet.
2: Okay, so I gave you everything. I gave you guys has moved already on East Coast bias. Let's just go with mm, what did I, what didn't I give you? Let's go with the let's go with the Chargers minus five. I don't like this Raiders team. Um, we all said that they're probably going to be one of the worst teams in the league. We know they can't defend. So we're going to lay the five with the Chargers.
0: <laughs> I like it. A lot of plays in which the family is aligned, except for that Dolphin Bill game, where Raheem's picks seem spot on this week. That one, I hope is, I hope it's a little off kilter. I hope it gets lost at Niagara Falls somewhere. And hopefully I'm talking about the Dolphins next week with a 4-0 record. That's going to do it for East Coast Bias here on FanDuel TV. We'll be back Sunday. Ring of Wise Guys, 11 a.m. Eastern. You don't want to miss that. For House, Raheem, JJ signing off. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem. Call 100 Gambler or visit FanDuel.com slash RG. Colorado, Iowa, Kentucky, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXTSTEP to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or... Visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-100-9 within Indiana. 1-100-522-4700. Or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas. one 877 770 stopping Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1-100-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia. Or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 1-800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts. Or call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text Hope-NY in New York.